indoctrination administrators are telling parents that math and science are racist, showing your work is racist, insisting on schedules is racist, setting minimum requirements is racist, merit is racist. They pretend not to know that all those statements are racist. No reasonable adult approves, but they go along. Obey, don't make noise, and keep your head down. Welcome to the Political Party Pooper Playbook. And if you thought all we did was sit around thinking up ways to poop on empty suit politicians, well, you'd be half right. This is indeed the P4B. I'm your host, the brilliant and beloved Matt Jordan. This week, Big Brother thinks he's won. The question is, has he? He's damn close to taking over. We have a lot to look forward to in the next few weeks. I have requests in to several really excellent thinkers and writers and talkers. So, over the next few weeks, stay tuned. I think we're going to have some really lively shows, at least spread out through February. You live in a country where petulant activist judges are brazen enough to remove their party's prime opponents from elections. Putin much? I fully expect the U.S. Supreme Court will dump Colorado Supreme Court's hissy fit. They sure as hell better. There are people who really don't like DJT, my hand is in the air, but who will not tolerate any more electoral bullshit from the left. And that's the whole point of the courtroom exercise, and the others we'll discuss today. They are intended to incite violence and spark hatred. No reasonable adult approves of this, but they go along. Obey, don't make noise, keep your head down. You live in a country where aliens, including illegal aliens, can vote. Even before the regime teamed up with the cartels, to smuggle in millions of unvetted bodies and drugs. The fix has been in. In fact, the fix anticipated the mass smuggling by our own government. Several states, possibly all, arranged for aliens and illegal aliens to have driver's licenses or state IDs. Oh, to draw them from the shadows. It was declared illegal to note the immigration status on these ID cards. These cards are used for voting. So now we have armies of illegal voters. Hell, even the damn census taker can't ask if these people are illegals. Further, quote, nonprofits and so-called non-government organizations that coach these aliens and illegal aliens on how to game the system, make sure the aliens know that it was the Dems who smuggled them into the country. It's the Dems who will keep them here and protect them even if they commit violent crimes. There's a footnote. And then they hand them a ballot. Comprende Democrats? Amigos, bitches? 
political whores try their best to convince people with Hispanic surnames that their interests are tied to the fate of illegals because, well, some of them have similar names. The good news here is these real Americans are onto the Dems' silly, shallow, racist game. No reasonable adult approves of this, but they go along. Obey. Don't make any noise. Keep your head down. Can we be more stupid? No, oh, easy. You live in a country where adults, many adults, tell their own children that boys can turn into girls and girls can turn into boys. Poof. And if they want to make a meal of it, actual adults tell their own children they can have themselves mutilated to make the game seem kind of real, sort of. Or at least for a year or two. Then hell sets into the kid's life. In a few areas, you can lose your parental rights if you don't go along with this whole trans charade, including the mutilation. Joseph Mengele would have been proud of these people. No reasonable adult approves of this, but they go along, obey, don't make noise, and keep your head down. People pretending to be teachers, who are actually activist indoctrination drones, teach white kids that they are evil and racist at birth. They conduct exercises where white kids are separated out for different treatment to punish, embarrass, or otherwise break their spirit, so they'll buy into the blatant bullshit. And oh, don't tell mommy and daddy. Indoctrination administrators are telling parents that math and science are racist. Showing your work is racist. Insisting on schedules is racist. Setting minimum requirements is racist. Merit is racist. They pretend not to know that all those statements are racist. No reasonable adult approves, but they go along. Obey, don't make noise, and keep your head down. I have lots of these examples on how the average citizen has allowed himself to be so boxed in. We don't believe any of the bullshit, but we pretend to because we want to be a part of the nonsense or we are too scared to fight it. So I'll do just one more. This is one from the right side of the Uniparty. Every couple of months, Fox News goes all idiotic over space aliens. They feature the same wide-eyed knucklehead to tell us he knows we have dead aliens in our possession. In these reports, a photograph is featured of two space creatures. And they just happen to look exactly like the E.T. of movie fame. Of course, no one is allowed to take samples of these obvious plaster sand castings. Even Chuck Snake Oil Schumer holds the occasional hearing on the subject. He's got nothing better to do. Lots of vapid adults pretend to believe this. It's exciting. It makes the dummies feel like Carl friggin' Sagan to talk about it. But, no reasonable adult approves of this. But they go along. Obey. Don't make noise. Keep your head down.
Now, I just stepped through that five-minute exercise to point out how easily cowed too many of us are. In a few seconds, in the main event segment, we'll talk about how much more easily we've been fooled. The big government con game has been much more nuanced and gradual. They use the loud, obvious stuff like trans fad to keep you looking at the shiny object. Meanwhile, they run green scams, CBDC, and smart cities right under your noses, suckers. You must free your mind of the preceding garbage if you are to fight the much more deceitful and destructive enslavement coming right now. More after this. My Christmas wish. By the time this podcast is released, we will already be into early January. But I'm an easygoing guy. I will hold out for another week. I want the P4B to be in all 50 states by the new year. That was the original list. To do this, I will ask you to share this and any other posts you visit on your favorite social networks. The main event on this episode will be all the justification most of you will need to share. But I'm hoping you'll share because you enjoy or respect the work I do for you. And don't worry about the cost. Full content is free. I'm trying to build financial support through a couple of affiliates and voluntary donations. So through the share button, you can email this to those you know will like it. It's a free gift you'll give them. And we're not all politics here, as I said at the beginning of the segment. Not all seriousness. Look for Ron and Brian to return soon. I am canvassing podcast connections to find guests to have some laughs with. And just 10,823,000 more subscribers, and I'll be kicking Joe Rogan's ass. I'm sure he can feel me breathing down his neck right now. You're going down, Joe. Cheers, and enjoy the rest of your holiday. Just smash the buttons. And now, for the main event. If you read the articles I'll link to without this prologue, you might see right through them immediately. But some might be taken in with the self-congratulatory jargon tarted up as sensible rhetoric. You might even be impressed with the high-minded goals these organizations claim to strive for. But even a moment's pause will allow you to see the real intentions of these kinds of organizations and the damage they will do if they are not torn from society, roots and all. Let's start with two articles about the Rockefeller Foundation. Pretty mainstream, right? Goes right along with the article from two weeks ago talking about John D. Rockefeller and Rudolf Diesel. But pretty mainstream. An old rich guy's legacy, doing good and righting wrongs, is it? No. This is a bulldozer poised to level what's left of the strong, successful society we in the West have built. In its place will be the serfdom I've been warning you about for a long time now. Things to consider while reading this article. I've warned you about smart cities many times on this substack. In a nutshell, they will be your electronic prisons. Your cell phones will be your shackles. CCTV cameras, 
everywhere will be the razor wire that contains you. Your travel will be restricted. Your diet will be throttled by those who own everything that provides food. Your productivity and money, CBDC, will be the playthings of those exempt from the serfdom. The betters you will serve. If you leave your assigned area, your car will shut down. Golf carts already use this technology to keep you off restricted fairways. And your phone will not work, other than to rat out your location. With the same chains in mind, what travel you will be permitted if you are a good little surf will be heavily limited in distance and duration. How can I possibly know this? The people I'm introducing today say they intend to do all this. And as in the case of the first link, they claim in breathy terms how it is all going to be good for you. Here's the best part. All that crime we are enduring, the political discord, the pitting parents against kids, white against black, gay against straight, and on and on and on, that's intentional. It will be the springboard for all the above. Look what we saved you from, they'll explain. When reading the article at the first link, keep in mind your CBDC, the money they can turn on and off, even while it is in your account, and check out this slick shit. Quote, DPI is a digital approach that enables essential society-wide functions to promote economic and social growth for everyone, not just those who can afford access. Its immediate uses are many, including emergency payments to climate refugees via cell phones, immediate telehealth and records access, a digital ID that speeds up access to social benefits, and more. End quote. So much revealed. So much deceit in two paragraphs. Climate refugees? There is no such scientific reality that demonstrates what the hell a climate refugee might be. But they are going to rush money to them over their cell phones. Let's leave aside how the fuck a, quote, climate refugee can even enjoy a cell phone. Instead, we'll talk about how they will come up with the money to rush to them. That's easy. They already have it. It's in your account. They just reduce what you have, and give it to the non-existent climate refugee. This will more than likely end up rushed to the corrupt head of the country where the, quote, climate refugees live. It'll build another palace or buy a private jet. The people designated to play refugees will get a drink of water and a bag of rice. But you can see how this ties into the climate alarmism, which is yet to be proven right, on a single assertion or prediction, but it's still the tool of choice for socio-political manipulators. And telehealth? Do we need a new digital infrastructure created to provide telehealth? To share medical information? Well, if all the people we're supposed to be helping have cell phones, then the answer is absolutely not. We simply need to codify the use of firewalls on medical information so it can be better communicated to the end user. The few honest people left in the system are leery of this. 
They know the government and insurance companies will get a hold of this information and use it against the patients for employment and insurance coverage. So the technology already exists, but the ability to turn it all on and off based on what a good surf you are will be part of the digital concept smart cities rely on. And since it will be utterly under the control of the new big brother, telehealth can also be a handy tool for teledeath. Have a problem with politics of a certain region or individual like yours truly? Big Brother can take care of that in a keystroke. No medicine for them. And who wants to care for old people? They don't serve Big Brother well. Are you 80 and sick? Telehelp says morphine for you. Bon voyage. You might say they would never do that. I will remind you of RFK Jr. and his two rules of politics. The second rule is, if a government can abuse a power, it absolutely will abuse it. Once these people have total control of the hand that feeds you, they will always act in their own self-interest. Moral or ethical considerations will not be a part of the equation. To do other will open the door to their downfall. Once in the catbird seat, they will never relinquish it. That's RFK's first rule. I'm not predicting the future here. I'm not telling you what's going to happen. I'm only warning you of what's happening right now and carrying it out to its inevitable conclusion. These people are already doing what I say they'll do, as the article demonstrates. They infest every level of government and academia. Here's another quote. Quote, Digital Public Infrastructure, DPI, is a smarter way of digitization, Madakar said. It's laying a digital plumbing that public, private, and government agencies can leverage to better support the welfare of residents and provide economic opportunity for all. Again, note the sales line about being good for all. There is nothing under the sun that is good for all. There is no one-size-fits-all government-enforced program that works or ever has worked, ever. In the case of what the Rockefeller Foundation and their fellow Davos cultists intend, there's only one set of concepts they will impose on you. Buzzword salad. In the second link, also linked within the first, is an even more chilling preview of your life. It won't be too chilling if you are already a welfare sponge. You won't feel a thing. But if you are a productive member of society with your own goals and dreams, you have an unhappy life to look forward to if we don't succeed in ridding our society of these presumptuous usurpers. The key that jumped out to me in the 17 Rooms article is the use of buzzwords employed. In context, they demonstrate clearly what I'm saying today and have pointed out before. Examples. The term stakeholders. This is a bullshit term I've heard in the hallowed halls of government. Back then it was a cute bureaucratic term 
to refer to participants in a particular program. It implies that participants have skin in the game or hold a, quote, stake. The real meaning of the term would be people with a real personal stake in something. It can be interchangeable with the word stockholder if a commitment of money is involved. If not, it refers to people whose personal sweat and effort have been committed to a thing. In this context, quote, stakeholders refers to the nonprofits and the NGOs and other individuals who will siphon off the fruit of your work through the good offices of Big Brother. They have no real stake. They're not helping the world. They're just waiting for the payday. 17 Rooms is just one big collection of the naive groups who will design our and their own fealty to Big Brother. The term sustainable. This is a dead giveaway of intent. Today, as we've learned discussing wind farms and solar farms and bugs for food on this substack, sustainable insists on the use of all resources the Davos cult through BlackRock, Amalgamated Bank, ESG, CBDC, etc., will own and control. Inspired by the Chinese business model and the social credit score, your quality of life will hinge directly on your ESG score, your obedience and docility. Except for the bugs, nothing they call sustainable is any more sustainable than what we do right now much less so in most cases. For example, wind power versus nuke or natural gas for power. That they even make a comparison should give you the lie to their intentions. And I have no intention of eating their goddamn bugs. <laughs> Collective! That's one of my all-time favorite bullshit terms. A general quarter's klaxon should sound inside your head when any person ambitious for power, as all these people are, uses the term collective in terms of effort or reward. The quote collective is communist code for the suckers we're trying to get one over on. Here's a cute one. 17 rooms you, as in university, Name for the group in the article. That's the college campuses, right? Is that campi? As I've said earlier, there is no bigger sucker for this kind of self-importance and pie-in-the-sky bullshit than a college professor, especially those engaged in false disciplines like sociology and pop psychology. They just eat this shit up and vomit it on your kids. Always they appeal to the student's naive emotional nature, but not to their critical gray matter. Then there's the term fun. I just put it in here because I thought it was just peachy how they found a fun way to fuck up our world for us. There are more leftist and tyrannical buzzwords in both articles. See how many you can spot. Here's the bottom line. There is one force that has fueled everything we've accomplished since man walked upright. I have a need or desire, 
and I know what I'm willing to pay for it. Someone else has the answer or the product. We negotiate. I have my needs met. The provider now can service his needs based on how well he serviced mine. That's economics. It's not the economic distortions and manipulation taught in universities or abused by the government today. Sound, real economics has carried us to where we are despite the interference attempted all throughout history by those who seek to corner markets and control all of us. They have failed repeatedly to game the system. But now they stand a real chance of succeeding. If we don't decentralize information and the means of it, if we don't fight back for the lives we want, the power mongers like Gates, Schwab's, Kerry, Soros, the Chinese, and the rest of the sick cult could very well succeed in wrecking the world we've enjoyed. These people are the new central planners if we let them finish the groundwork. They actually believe they can manage the entire world. They are truly that delusional. In reality, all they can do is create a dull, gray, feudal system. It will last until they betray each other, which is another inevitability. Then it will be left to our grandchildren or great-grandchildren to start over with only the warped information left them by the cult. I know the excuses. I'm in the public eye. I'm busy. I don't want my business to suffer. My friends would have fits. I'm not political. List as many as you want. They don't hold water. If you let these creatures succeed, and they are well on their way, your life will be what they tell you it will be. While you feed the, quote, stakeholders and keep the cult and the luxurious lifestyle to which they've become accustomed. Conservatives, libertarians, Jeffersonian and Kennedy liberals, virtually all the same animal, must elect those who see the dangers we see here. Better yet, run for office. The time of our power is fading quickly. Use your power. Be sure to use all the buttons at the top and bottom of the text. We live and die by the share and subscribe buttons. Send inquiries to poriverproductions at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us today.